With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Well, good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith. With your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. We're excited here tonight to be with you, and we're live for the next hour. My name is Gary Bell, and we're inviting you to call in with your questions, comments, and your concerns. Well, can you believe it? We're almost hitting the third month in this brand new year. And boy, has it been a great start with so many uh, extenuating challenges that we have seen. We've seen earthquakes where 48,000 people have lost their lives. We've seen extreme weather conditions. We've seen mass shootings, not to mention our struggles with the world, the flesh, and the devil. We have seen challenges after challenge that try to keep us from moving forward. And unfortunately, some of these challenges tend to move us backwards instead. However, there is a way to keep in that forward motion. There is a way to stay moving forward. And that's every day. That's every day. Stay in tune with God and stay in tune with Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. Tonight, we bring you part eight in our series entitled, How to Stay in Tune with the Master Tuner. How to stay in tune with the Master Tuner. If you've ever played an instrument, if you've ever played a guitar, you realize that you have to tune it. But what do you tune it to? You tune it to usually a a keyboards or a master instrument. In our lives, we need to stay in tune just like that guitar or any other instrument. And how do we stay in tune? We have to stay in tune with the master tuner. So for this and much, much more, we want you to stay tuned for we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Bucker, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that uh, powerful introduction in the Lord and uh, challenging and uplifting words, and we trust that some people that are listening uh, got blessed by that. Uh, I know I always do when you uh, start things off in the Lord, and we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. And we know that you're going to be blessed and encouraged and uplifted by our program tonight. So we want to encourage you to get to a table with uh, your pen and paper, pencils, and especially with your Bible. And uh, tune in, as Brother Gary said, because we are talking about how to stay in tune with the master tuner. Now, it's very important for us to understand as we get into this teaching tonight that um, God is preparing us. I want to kind of meddle with the word preparing. God is preparing us for a great work. And a lot of times what we do is we allow the enemy to 
neutralize us and sterilize us from being in that preparatory state by which God wants to use us. So, you know, when you look at uh, people in the Bible, you see that uh, Paul got prepared. He went to Arabia for three uh, years. And then we know that, uh, you know, many other people in the Bible, uh, God prepared them. Uh, 40 days were nice. And so God wants to prepare us so he can do a great work in our lives. And some people say, well, I don't have the ability to be prepared. Well, see, that's a defeated thought right there. You know, and it's not about your ability. It's about your availability. Availing yourself before God so the Holy Spirit can prepare you for a work that God wants to do in your life. You know, and God sometimes will prepare you just to have a ministry with one-on-one, just to have a ministry to start off with just your family, to reach your family. You say, well, I, I want to be bigger than that. No, you, you got to get your family uh, saved first in the Lord because charity begins in the home. So God wants to prepare us. If we uh, allow him, we put ourselves in the position and we don't allow the condition to get in the way of the position. You see, a lot of us are so conditioned by the devil and the world and the flesh that we have not allowed ourselves to get ourselves in the position of God preparing us for a great work. So we got to ask God to deliver us from the condition. I mean, you know, really from the condition and put us in the position of being used by him. And God wants to prepare us. You know, that's why a lot of people uh, go to Bible school, seminary. They go uh, to uh, training seminars and they do various things to prepare them. And they prepare themselves by getting into the word and letting the word of God get into them. Now, when you uh, prepare yourself in the spirit of God, then a lot of blessings come out of that preparatory preparation. And I want to share some things with you that sound alike because I'm going to be building on this thing of preparation. Notice how all these things sound alike and uh, they give birth from us preparing ourselves in preparation. Preparation that leads to meditation. Meditation leads to motivation, then inspiration, then uh, spiritual education, then consecration, and concentration, and then six separation, and then elevation, and then expectation, then anticipation, then interpretation, and then proclamation, then investigation, then observation, then determination, then transformation, and then activation. And that goes on and on and on. And then we start to move into a powerful area where God gets us into, moves us away from any form of condemnation. Then we experience justification. 
sanctification, and then consecration, then glorification. And uh, these are some powerful things that gives birth from preparation, you see? We need all of those things that sound alike, but you gotta put yourself in the position from the condition. Say, Lord, deliver me from the conditioning because a lot of us got old patterns and we got these old patterns, even from childhood that interferes and gets in the way of God preparing us and getting us in the position. But if you don't move from the condition, the, pos the position will not be able to be a blessing in your life in the Lord. Now, getting back to this word preparation, how do we, this is the question, how do we prepare ourselves daily on how to stay in tune with the master tuner? Well, in order to prepare ourselves, we need to hear from God daily. Notice the word hear from God daily in order to do his will in every given situation in our lives. You know, we hear from so many things today. We hear from our jobs and technology. We hear from movies, the internet. We hear from a lot of things that are getting in the way from us hearing from God. And when you don't hear from God, you just stay in the condition, but never put yourself in the position of preparation. So God is working all the time around us, and he want to work in us. And we got to uh, hear from God daily, listen to what God is trying to say to us, and then we got to obey what he's trying to say to us. See, uh, uh, the reason why a lot of us are not being used by God, because we are hearing everything other than the voice of God because we're not in the word of God daily and we don't have the word of God into us. Are you having a Bible study every day or are you just into the Bible when you're in trouble? You gotta hear from God. God is trying to say something to you. And you know what? When you get into the Bible, remember this, okay? Never forget this. God is a God of dialogue. He's a God of dialogue. And uh, a lot of times we like to get into just monologue. God, I, I need this. God, I, uh, I'm desiring this. God, can you bless me with this? God, and you're just doing all the talking. And then the Bible says in James 1 and 19, be slow to speak, quick to hear, slow to wrath. Sometimes it's good to just get into the word of God and then say, God, I want to hear from you today. Speak to me. Speak to me every day. Give me a word. Give me a, 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 a revelation on what you want me to do. And then move me from the condition to being in the position to be used by you. See, you got to pay attention to what God is trying to say to you on a daily basis. Because God wants to move into your life when you hear him. God wants to move in your marriage when you hear from him. 
God wants to move in your family when you hear from him. God wants to move in your church when you hear from him. God wants to move in your community when you hear from him. And God wants to move abroad when you hear from him. But we are bombarded by so many things in this technological world that's, and especially phones too. You know, we are on the phone 24 seven. And just think if we were in the Bible, into the Bible like we were on our phones, God would probably do a revival in our lives. Now, if you get in tune with the master tuner, you will be prepared because you've been listening. You've been hearing from God, you know, and my message uh, tonight is on, you know, preparing and putting yourself in the position by preparing and moving out of the condition. So notice how that sounds alike. That's a word right there. Get out of the condition and move into the position of preparation for God to use you. Now, uh, I, I'm going to say this and then I'll deal with this next time, but I want to introduce to you in the body of my message three ways on how to prepare yourselves on how to stay in tune with God. And I, just let me uh, introduce the first one and then I'll deal with that next time. Number one, out of these three ways on how to prepare yourself on how to stay in tune with God, the master tuner, on the top of the list is to fully yield your heart to God. Not partly, but fully. Yield and submit yourself to uh, God, your heart to God on a daily basis. See, David was not a perfect man, but the Bible says David was a man after God's own heart. You got to have a heart after God. And the way you do that is get in the word and get the word into you. Let's pray in closing. Dear Lord, we ask you to forgive us for being so busy in this busy world that we get away from prayer. We get away from studying your word. We get away from uh, accountability. And we just ask you to forgive us. We confess our sins and we repent of our sins. And we just ask you to renew us, restore us, and just prepare us to put ourselves into the position to be prepared, to be used by you. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. Well, all right. It's time for to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you tonight. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecture Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Gary Bell. And once again, if you need prayer, we want to pray with you. And maybe you prayed that prayer along with Dr. Buckner right before the break. And you want to find out more about this Jesus. Well, give us a call. We want to talk to you as well. We always say, you know, prayer should be our first response, not our last resort. 
And speaking of prayer, we just want to thank all of you who have been praying for Contending for the Faith these many, many years. Those prayers are so effective, and they've been such a blessing. We know it's one of the main reasons we're still on the air. And we also want to thank those of you who have partnered with us financially. Uh, This is a listener-supported ministry, and we are dependent on your support to stay on the air every week. And we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your dedication. We thank you for your generosity. And we thank you for your consistency. We need consistent prayer, and we need your consistent giving to maintain and to keep this thing going forward. Dr. Buckner and I received no payment for this ministry, and we've been doing it for almost 20 years or more now. Uh, Everything goes back to the cost of uh, radio broadcasting. So it's it's an important thing. It's an important part of the partnership that you and we all have with you so that you are praying for us and that you are partnering with us financially to keep contending for the faith going. There's two ways that you can donate. Uh, You can simply address a check or money order to contending for the faith, post office box 553, Tiburon, California, that's spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Now, the second way to give is so much simpler. Just go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the donate button. It's that simple. You will be a blessing for time and eternity. And speaking of blessing, Dr. Buckner is getting ready to bless the socks off of Refuge Church coming up in March. He will be speaking there March 17th through the 19th. Um, March 17th, he'll be there from 6.30 to 8.30. And that's on a Friday. And Saturday, March 18th, he'll be there from 10 to noon. Both those days will be part one and part two of a message entitled The Christian Walk. And then Sunday morning, he will be giving the message at the Sunday morning service between 10 and 12. And that message will be entitled The Gospel is Fully Loaded. So the Refuge Church is located at 1187 Meadow Lane in Concord, California, 9450. So again, he'll be at the Refuge Church, March 17th, 18th, and 19th. It's located at 1187 Meadow Lane, Concord, California, 94520. So if you need more information, you can reach Dr. Buckner. Give him a call at area code 415-721-1778. That's area code 415-721-1778. Be a great opportunity for you guys to come out. And uh, meet Dr. Buckner and uh, be blessed right along with the Refuge Church and that community. Because every time Dr. Buckner comes out uh, and speaks, uh, that church, that community, that 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 group of people are so blessed. And uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful time. We want to encourage you. Uh, take advantage of that. All right, Dr. Buckner, about ready to uh, go to the phone call. Yes, let's do that. And just one other note with that. Uh, thank you for that announcement that the uh, Refuge Church, when they sent me over the flyer, uh, they had made one uh, mistake on the uh, time of the, the Sunday service. They oh. sent the flyer over saying that it starts at 10 
uh, actually it's at 1030. But uh, in, okay. in a way, sometimes it's good to put it a half an hour ahead because you know hey, look, if you're if you're early, you're never late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So might be good to keep it that way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> They'll get there and have a little time of fellowship. And there you go. Know people and uh, get settled in instead of rushing through the door right when the music starts. So I mm -hmm. think that's I think that's okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get to our phone calls. Uh, Jermaine's on line one. Hello, brother Jermaine. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you for calling back, my brother, and uh, appreciate that. And what's on your heart? Let's continue the conversation that I'm sure that you wanted to continue last uh, week and so last Saturday. What's on your heart? Yeah, just uh, I'll be real quick because I know we have other callers. So I just wanted to hear a follow-up on I know several people who do attend a church that are led by females. One thing I noticed is lack of men who seem to want to step up into any kind of leadership. And these are good brothers. I love them have definite you know, disagreements on it, but is that kind of a judgment on him or on that, that uh, church body that no man would stand up and act to leave? You know, I just want to hear your thoughts on that. It looked like you were breaking up uh, a little bit. Uh, Gary, did you hear him? It looked like he was breaking up a little bit on the phone. <laughs> um, he wants to know your thoughts on whether it's kind of an indictment on the church or the men at that church, that there's no men that are stepping up. What's, you know, uh, there seems to be an issue there. Um, not only there, I would imagine a lot of churches, men uh, are often not the ones that are leading the charge. Many, many churches, I know for a fact, it's always the women at the prayer meeting. It's always the women leading families to church and men have to be discipled and men have to learn uh, to step up. A lot of times they haven't had godly uh, fathers in the home that are, and they don't have that example to, to go by. There's a lot of issues with men, but uh, I'm sure you can elaborate yes. more on that. Yes, uh, that's, uh, I'm, I'm glad that, that you clarified that. It looked like on my end it was uh, breaking up. Thank you for that. Um, yes, in the series uh, that uh, I've done, Brother Jermaine, on headship, the roles of men and women. Uh, it's a four four part series, and in the end of that series, I address the very question that you're asking about in regards to men uh, failing to be the leaders, not only in the church, but see, a lot of it begins even in the home. So we can't overlook uh, that because really, when you uh, think about the absentee of so many uh, fathers in the home, young men uh, joining gangs and uh, cults looking for a sense of identity and belonging. So when men uh, fail to be the leaders in the church and don't step up to the plate and let God uh, not only uh, use them, but to be ignorant regarding the whole principle of the roles of men and women and headship. So you got a, a dual problem. You have a problem from the perspective that people are have not been uh, discipled 
on what I said last week, and I laid out headship, the roles of men and women, and and that sort of thing. But it's also uh, men have felt, uh, many men, not all, but many have felt to be the leaders in their homes and in their churches and in their community. So when that happens, it opens up Pandora's box for uh, all evil to break out uh, in the home as well as in the church. And so what happens when a man is not being the men are not being the leaders, uh, women uh, will step up and they'll start uh, being the leaders in uh, those uh, those churches and in those homes. And so and then so and then when you're dealing with a culture and a world today where we're fighting against liberalism, uh, liberalism has uh, infiltrated its way into the churches. And then you got homosexuality and lesbianism. I mean, there's churches, many churches in Marin County where I'm at, where there's not only women pastors, but a lot of them uh, are lesbian and, uh, you know, uh, lesbian pastors. So a lot of times, too, it, it's where if you have a liberal church, it opens up the door for that. But if you have a, a church that is uh, known to be Bible-centered, and then all of a sudden people have never been discipled and trained on the biblical perspective of the roles of men and women, People are, are do things out of ignorance, too. So uh, the failure of leadership, uh, even from the convention standpoint, because you, it, it's a bigger issue than the church, too. Uh, this thing goes all the way up to the convention. And what is the convention's view of churches on a local level allowing this to happen? You know, and I know that uh, coming up, in the traditional uh, National Baptist Convention, um, you know, the Southern, most of the Southern Baptist churches that I did a lot of, uh, I worked for them and stuff like that, they didn't allow that to happen at all. But in the National Baptist Convention, it's not, they, they haven't allowed that too much of just trying to infiltrate its way in there. But the American Baptists uh, have allowed that and the United Methodists and Episcopalian churches and stuff like that, but it's infiltrating into even some of the conservative churches, but it's a big issue that even the convention itself should shut it down and say, we're not going to allow it, not only in the convention, but we're not going to allow this stuff to go on in a, on a local level because you're reflecting the convention. So the convention has to step up. But it's a big problem right now because you're not just dealing with um, the the issues of men failing to be what they're supposed to do. But you got uh, liberal seminaries. There's a lot of liberal seminaries in the in the Bay. They pr promote it. There's liberal churches that are promoting it. And when that stuff starts to infiltrate its way into the churches, it's like men start to feel like I'm not going to rock the boat. You know, I'm not going to rock the boat because, you know, most of the people in here are doing it. But if it's a situation where it's uh, happening, 
you know, men need to step up and uh, stand up for the word of God. And if they're not going to do it, uh, they need to go somewhere else because if they tell if they tell them their position and then they don't want to listen and they want to continue to be that way, then that it's time for them to move on because it's a violation of headship and that's God don't permit that sort of stuff. That's violation of headship in the the way God has established the roles of men and women and we can't uh, discombobulate that and change that. So, uh, but. It's going to take a lot of courage, but if a man, if you, from what you're saying, uh, are these are these guys going along with it? Is that what you're saying? I'm sorry, say that again, uh, Are these guys going along with it, or they are extending? They're going along with it. Is that correct? Yeah, and I, I really believe a lot of them uh, are doing it in ignorance because you know it is what you would consider a conservative church of the Lord. They just happen to be following Yeah. I don't get that part. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, the biggest problem is ignorance. And I can tell you, it's not only ignorance of the roles of men and women and their roles in the church, but I've gone to churches doing, uh, teaching on the Trinity and essential doctrines, and a lot of them are, ignorant in that area. And that's why so many of them are going along with cults and letting false teachers into the churches. It, 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 biblical illiteracy is the curse of the church. And it's it, it, it moves in so many phases that that's why what Gary was saying, they need to get uh, somebody in the churches like Dr. Buckner coming in and other solid men to just knock some theological sense in it. Looks like we're about to a minute here. So did you have a prayer where before we go, before we close, we have about a minute before we go? Uh, yeah, just, um, you know, I want to pray for uh, to our providers in a difficult couple of weeks financially. He's in charge of uh, I still remember uh, Sister Jesusa praying for uh, healing. All right. Well, let's pray around that, Brother Gary. Um. I didn't hear most of that, but yeah, he's, he's breaking up a lot. Yeah. Um, sounds like he wanted prayer for, over finances. So Lord, we just lift up brother Jermaine's situation. You know, all the ins and outs of his family's needs. We know Lord God, that you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all he can ask or think Lord God. So your word says that my God shall supply all of our needs, Lord God. So we trust you will supply all of his needs according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus, that you will bless his family, strengthen them, and encourage them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Well, it's time for us to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open, and we do want to hear from you. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. All right. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, we just want to remind all of you that uh, 
we are so thankful for your prayers. We're so thankful for your involvement. We're so thankful for your consistency in praying for this ministry and also your consistency in giving to this ministry. It is a listener-supported ministry, and we thank you for that support. We thank you for your generosity. We thank you for the many, many years that you have partnered with us to keep this show on the air. And we want to keep it going. And so we still need your prayers and we still need your consistent giving. There's two ways that you can donate. Address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California. T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Second way, though, is so much simpler. Just go online. Get on your smartphone, your tablet, your desktop, and go to contendingfaith.org. Contendingfaith.org. Click on the donate button, and it's that simple. You'll be a blessing for time and eternity. All right, Dr. Buckner, we're about ready to go back to the phone calls. Let's do that, Brother Gary. Okay, we have Rick on line two. Rick, how are you tonight? I'm blessed. How about yourselves? All right. We are truly blessed. Good to hear your voice. And what's on your heart tonight? Well, I've got a very interesting question. We know that it, we know in the scriptures it, it describes Jesus as both the deity and humanity in flesh. Where else does it describe that besides uh, John one fourteen? Uh, that's that's a good question. Um, I, th- I believe that one of the most powerful ones that talk about his flesh uh, in terms of the deity, and you can also mention not only the deity, but the Trinity is Colossians 2 and 9, because it says, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So the, it's so beautiful in Greek, it's theotetosomatikos. And that means deity in flesh. So that's one of the most powerful scriptures that relates to that, Brother Rick. And uh, and it spells it out, not only his deity, but it has the deity of the uh, Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. And yet you have one God revealed in three eternal distinct persons who are co-equal, co-eternal, and coexistence. Now, a lot of times we have, <clears throat> as theologians, we have used the word and the terminology of incarnation. You know, that uh, Jesus came, as it says in John 1 and 1, uh, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, and then verse 14, and the Word was made flesh. The Greek word there for flesh is soma, S-O-M-A. Uh, deity and flesh. So the word incarnation is not in the Bible, but the evidence is there. Now, another word, I'll say this in closing on this point, uh, that uh, another powerful theological term that many of you may want to write down, uh, because some of you may not know this, but another powerful theological term is the theo. Uh, Anthropos, Theoanthropos, Theoanthropos, and that is spelled T-H-E-O, 
A-N-T-H-R-O-P-O-S, Theoanthropos. And Theo is the Greek word for God, and Anthropos is the Greek word for man. It's kind of how you get the word uh, anthropology, you know, which is the study and science of man. So Theoanthropos, some of you may be saying it right now, so you make sure that you say it correctly. But uh, that, too, is not in the Bible, but the evidence is there. Just like the word rapture is not in the Bible, but the evidence is there. Somebody say, when you talk to your witnesses, they say, well, you know what? The word Trinity is not in the Bible, therefore it's not true. Who told you that? Well, the word Trinity is not in the Bible. The word rapture is not in the Bible. The word incarnation is not in the Bible. And the word Bible is not in the Bible. But the evidence, and as Josh McDowell says in his book, evidence do demand a verdict. And it demands a verdict in this case as well. So hopefully that helps out. Uh, good question. Uh, and uh, we trust that you got blessed by that. Amen. I appreciate it. Yes. Do you have any prayer requests before we let you go? Uh, keep, keep, keep me prayer on my, uh, my, uh, Parkinson's especially. Mm -hmm. Okay. Amen. Well, we're going to have, uh, brother Gary to lift you up. Uh, we'll lift you up around that right now. So brother Gary. Amen. And I just have, you know, brother Rick, we're always praying for you and we're always praying that God would bless you, encourage you, touch your body. And we want to pray right now, along with the listening audience, that they would join in with this prayer. Lord, we just thank you so much for our brother Rick. We've known him for so many years. He's been such a blessing to so many, whether on the phone or in person. He's always a joy and an encouragement. And we pray right now. You said we're two or more gathered. You're there in the midst. And we welcome your presence even now, Lord, that you would touch brother Rick and touch his body and bring healing, especially in the area of Parkinson's, Lord God, that you would stop the tremors, that you would help him, Lord God, and strengthen him and encourage him. We pray, Lord God, that you give him joy in the midst. We pray, Lord God, that you bless him and strengthen him. We pray, we pray Lord God, that he would always sense your presence because you are an ever-present help, ever help in time of trouble. And your word says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run to it, and we are safe, Lord God. We just pray, Lord God, you are the great physician. You never lost a case. And you know how to touch his body at this point of need. We pray that you do so. And we pray, Lord God, to continue to use Brother Rick in every area of his life, Lord God, especially as he speaks with, and counsels with so many people on the phone. Use him mightily. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, Brother Rick. God bless you, brother. Thank you for always your good questions. And God bless you around good health. Thank you. You're welcome. I hope you hear some other blessings from other people. All righty. God bless, Brother Ray. God bless. All right. We want to go to uh, Sister Sally, and then we close with uh, Albert's prayer request. Well, you want he to go to him about uh, how does one keep their feet shod with the preparation of the gospel? when it comes to the armor of God. So maybe we can answer that question. She hopefully is still listening. 
Yes, that's a very good question. Uh, one of the things that I do is I go around to various churches uh, teaching and equipping the saints on spiritual warfare because we always have taught, Gary and I, if you don't get equipped, you will get whipped by the enemy. So uh, this is one of the pieces amongst uh, all of the six pieces that we need to be uh, you know, armed with in order to deal with the enemy. And if we're not, then the enemy can uh, step into our territory and, and, and create problems and also wow. can lead to death. Uh, is, is Sally there? It sounds like I heard. Remember, she's just still listening. So anyway, the thing that's interesting about shoes you know, shoes gives us traction and it gives us, um, you know, uh, traction to move and the spikes that they Roman soldiers would have when they were on the battlefield. It gave them gave them traction to be able to stand not only firm, but steady. And they were able to move with uh, power and authority. Now, uh, so the the shoes also give you the ability to go almost anywhere. Uh, now in in the battle, but let me let me say this uh, that uh, when it talks about the shoes of the preparation of the gospel of peace, it's interesting. It's using the word preparation because we got to prepare. I was talking about that earlier in the in the message, but one of the things that a lot of people miss out, uh, and I mentioned this in the PowerPoint I have in the training that I do in churches on this. Preparation of the gospel of peace that the is referring to one of the number one things that Satan attacks in spiritual warfare is doubt. So uh, if he can get you to doubt uh, God's uh, ability to defeat the enemy and God's power in your life, then you already defeated. So the number one trap and trick that's that the enemy did in the garden of eden uh with uh eve and adam but start off with eve is doubt has god said you know see so in in, in genesis 3 has god said so i'm kind of like lay out these like four d's to kind of give you a better picture of where i'm going with this i have a teaching on this too the different D's that Satan used in the Garden of Eden. So the first D is that he got our foreparents to doubt, has God said. And then when he gets you to doubt, the second D is deception. He gets you into deception. Third D is denial. They got into denial. Well, the serpent blamed it on the, on the, on the serpent, blamed it on each other. And then the third, the fourth D is death. God said, if you eat of this tree, you will surely die. So, but the first thing that the enemy always does in spiritual warfare is to get you to doubt God's promises. He don't want you to believe in God's promises. God says that he will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So Satan want to come in there and say, oh no, he's not going to do it. You know, worry, stress, you know, get depressed, go commit suicide. See, the enemy messes with our minds in the area 
of doubt. And he was even dealing with Peter when Jesus was going to the cross, doubting, oh, doubting everything that Jesus said. He said, the Son of Man must suffer and uh, be three days, and then on the third day, rise. And then rather than him trusting God, he let the enemy come in there and get him to doubt. And Jesus said, Simon, Simon, Satan desires a Scipio's week, but I pray for you that your faith falleth not. See, his faith falleth not. You can't lose faith, and you can't you you can't get into doubt regarding God's promises and regarding the armor of God. You got to put all the pieces on, and you got to trust God because that's why He comes in there with all those uh, you know fiery darts to attack your faith. But when God gives you peace inside. Because this is the thing that faith and peace kind of goes together. I'm gonna say this in closing: faith and peace goes together. If you can, the, 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 the having the shield of faith, you got to have that because if you have peace, it will protect you from having doubt and protect you from your faith getting discombobulated. Well, we only have about three more minutes, two more minutes. Let's get to uh, brother uh, Alfred, uh, brother Gary. Okay. <clears throat> So Alfred requested prayer uh, for his brother and his brother's wife who are having some marital issues. So let's let's take that before the Lord. And so, Lord God, we just lift up this situation between Alfred's brother and his sister-in-law. We pray for their marriage, Lord God. And we know how Satan loves to attack the family and attack marriages and attack biblical relationships. And we pray right now, Lord God, we don't know what the area is, but you know, we pray, first of all, for reconciliation. We pray for forgiveness, and we pray that love would reign in that situation. We pray that both husband and wife would also turn to you, Lord, together, that they would seek your face together, Lord God, that they would learn to pray together, to worship together, to read the word together. Lord God, that you would be that glue that cements them together in their love one for another, Lord God, that binds them in their love one for another. We pray, Lord God, that whatever situation is going on that the enemy is trying to create, we pray that you drive the enemy out of their relationship and that you bring healing, life, restoration, and wholeness. We pray for mercy and grace to take hold of their lives. We pray that your Holy Spirit would lead them, if they need counseling, that they would find it, that they would find a good church home if they're not in one, that they would have the support that they need from friends and family who are praying for them diligently. So, Lord, we trust you today that we're going to hear a good report regarding this marriage and this relationship. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 program tonight. Praise the Lord for it. And great Amen. questions. Yes, sir. When I had, when I got that peace inside my soul, you know, I had the assurance, Brother Gary, and I knew that everything was going to be all right because the enemy could not get into my mind, couldn't get into my spirit because I had that peace and I had that settlement and I had that joy that God, what God said he's going to do, he's going to do it. So I just rest in that peace, Brother Gary. Amen. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast, and we'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. 
It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us. So please drop us a note and let us know how the program has blessed you. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time. And we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions and make comments and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you.